Hey, what's going on? MLB Daily Fantasy Time. MLB Daily Fantasy Slate. And on this JB from Solution Sports. Um, I'm going to go over our take tonight of the slate. Um, definitely some day games still going on. Right now on Eastern Standard Time, it's 5.50. Uh, I got about another hour and 15 minutes, hour 13 minutes before actual start of the games. So, um, was, um, one thing that you guys know I normally do, um, definitely go over some of the highlights from the night before, um, as you know, <laughs> it was a bombs away last night, home run derby again, if you've been on the Twitter page, on my Twitter page, I made a lot of comments about that, um, about the Dodgers game last night, um, definitely a great Dispose of offense by the Dodgers uh, bats. No matter if it was left or right going up against Cologne, he had really no business being out there. But um, he did get a contract. He vowed to pitch until he was about 45 for his mom. And he was able to do that, but he's definitely not pitching at a high level anymore. A lot of um, point spread changing in that last game. See Muncy going for a home run. Um, Puig going for a home run. Um, Bellinger active on the bases. I mean, everybody got involved last night. Um, Jock Peterson, all up and down that lineup. So it shows uh, the hidden prowess of the Dodgers. Uh, they're a very good team to be reckoned with out there. So is Seattle. Seattle's playing the game right now. Um, versus um, the Angels. Angels, once again, their pitching is just not where it needs to be. Another close game. Um, again, they're at home right now, and they're, they're going towards the bottom of the fifth inning. Um, Seattle has a 43 lead. Um, typical Boston handling business on the road. Um, they're on top of Baltimore, who once again trying to find identity with their pitching. Five to one, Boston is leading in the top of the eighth inning. Um, we've seen. Um, Trout go off his league leading, 22 and 23rd home run last night. Um, really trying to keep it going for his team. Um, Cruz is right there with him. Um, Cruz went deep again this afternoon. Um, the Sluggers are just really doing their, they're doing their thing. The guys at the top of the home run leaderboard, they're very consistent. They're weighing on pitches, and they're driving the ball with authority, man. Um, Granky was on the mound today. <clears throat> Did have him in one of my lineups. Didn't have good control. Uh, load the bases up there against Pittsburgh this evening. And Pittsburgh needed a win. Um, they did come off a loss, and they need to continue to stay in contention, and they're doing that. They're losers of their last two. Um, they don't fare too well on the road, but they they find a way to stay ahead of Arizona at the moment. So looking like they may pull that one out. Still a lot of baseball left, um, top to seventh inning there. Um, one matchup we are looking forward to looking at tonight. We got the Nationals at Yankee Stadium against Yankees starting at 7.05. Uh, we got Colorado going against Philly. You know, we kind of dissect both of those two games. Um, basically, um, you know, it is not a big pitching duel. Uh, we did see uh, Sebastian do very well in the first game against the Nationals. Um, I did give a precaution about Tanner Rourke in that game. Um, didn't really come out with his best stuff. And I did also say that Didi Gregorius was going to have a breakout game at any moment. Two two home runs in that game. 
Um, and Daniel Murphy's return didn't do anything. Um, he is back in the lineup again. Daniel Murphy, he is batting one, two, three, four, five, and fifth in order. Um, they got Sonny Gray up there, right-hander this this evening. So Sonny's been, you know, he's turned it around. He had some couple bad outings there earlier in the month of of May, and now he's actually pitching a lot more consistent. Um, he had 31 fancy points against Toronto on the road. Uh, another 24.5 against Baltimore. These are DraftKings uh, points. Um, had a little bump in the road against Anaheim in New York. Uh, 5.7 fancy points. He gave up a home run. Only lasted 3.2 innings before that Kansas City. At Kansas City. Had a lot of run support in that game. 10-1 to 1 at 26.4. And again, back in the middle of May, that's when he had that big rough out and had a negative two fancy point performance. Um, they lost that game five to ten, and that was to Oakland. Again, um, in Yankee Stadium, not a place you want to lose in front of your home crowd. They will definitely write about you. So, um, um, honestly, he's definitely going to be the favorite over Eric Fetty. Eric Fetty, um, as you know, Strasburg is out. Um, he's on the disabled list, so it's a little bump in the road with the Nationals um, in their pitching rotation at the moment. Um, he's been called up from AAA Syracuse, and he's got a tough start on the road against the Yankees. Right? I mean, get called up, and who do you have to go up against in your in your in your first matchup? The mighty Yankees. Twenty-five years old. He has a four-point-seven-six. ERA and a 1.49 WHIP. He has some decent strikeouts, 61 strikeouts across 56 innings at Syracuse. Uh, I don't really expect this guy to really go long. I mean, he had an outing on the 23rd against San Diego in Washington. He lost a game. It was a 1-3 result. Had six strikeouts. Um, gave up three earned runs. Gave up six hits and 5.2 innings. Respectively, because of his strikeouts, he was over FPTS so with 14.6. So, um, again, that was against San Diego. By no means, this is not San Diego he's going up against. This is the New York Yankees, top of their division right now. So, um, definitely, um, he is going to be thrown out the right-hand position. As we know, there are some left-hand batters in the Yankees lineup you have to be aware of. Um, Gregorius, he's um, been moved up to the third slot. He's batting between Judge and Stanton to get a little bit more of a left-handed presence there. And you got Gardner at the top of the lineup also. Um, Eric is going to have his, his, he's going to definitely have a test. I can definitely see um, a lot of people who want to put multiple lineups in. I can see why you may want to do a Yankee stack today. I mean, it, it would just be unwarranted if you do not do a Yankee stack. I mean, you'd be leaving a lot of points out down the board. Um, uh, contrarian to that lineup change with Gregorius going to three, you got Bird going down to the seventh spot. Yeah, he's banned behind Hicks and Andrew Jar. Andrew Jar, I, I gotta give it to you. He's a very good looking rookie. He looks like he knows what he's been doing, like he's a natural born um, Yankee. I'm not gonna say baseball player, it looks like he was just naturally made to play in Yankee Stadium and to put that jersey on. Uh, he has a bright future with that team. Uh, for anybody who plays fantasy, uh, if you do a group fantasy, um, if you don't do daily, or if you do daily and a yearly fantasy, um, this guy is somebody you want to definitely roster. Um, you know, if you if you do like a 
you know, something of a yearly, multi-yearly league where you have to roster somebody and you have them for two or three years, this guy's going to be a superstar. I really like Miguel Anajar. Um, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities, once again, coming behind the top of that order. Um, and now he's actually being pushed in front of Greg Bird. Um, it looks like, you know, um, the hidden, hidden management, management, they want to have a little bit more of a left-hander. Um, down there to bomb the order amongst the rookies, and they got Bird down in there. So both of those guys don't get so caught up with the top four with Judge, Gregorius, Stanton, and Hicks. Um, you know, Ekfeti is a right-hander. Uh, you would think that um, Sanchez would be in the lineup, but he's not. So they got Aaron. I'm, I'm sorry, they have um, <clears throat> they got Austin Romine catching tonight. And he's um batting at the bottom of that order. Eighth, eighth as a matter of fact, in front of Glebe Torres. So, Lanky's look primed. Look primed to have another good outing. Um, if you definitely go on to um, on covers, they have a high, high over-under. It's a 9.5 over-under. Um, but the consensus still leading tails to Yankees. I still do see... Uh, Washington definitely putting up some points. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna write them off in this game because it is a baddest park and they got a lot of left-handers going up against Sonny Gray today. Um, he also will definitely be tested. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this could be something where you just roster bats out of just this one game and you might end up getting. There's 80 points off of certain batters. I mean, Adam Eaton's at the back of that lineup. They're finally getting back a little bit healthy with the batter now with Daniel Murphy. He's left-handed. Bryce Harper, left-handed. Um, Turner, he can hit an infield hit. He can still slug it out. I mean, he has, you know, he has some good potential with uh, band around um, those lefties and Rendon in that fourth spot. It's a good game. It's another good game to watch. I don't expect a lot of off. Um, pitching domination in this one um it's, it's some question marks because of Danny Murphy you don't really know where he is with his rehab um um Eden has looked very good since he's came back we know Harper is having another all-star um campaign Turner um you know he comes out he he um he makes good contact he puts himself in a position there to, to 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 at least bring bring a run in or score a run he got that power with matt adams down there batting behind daniel murphy soto one of the great rookies i mean this is really good this is a really good game to watch where everybody up and down the lineup has special special characteristics i'm not even really looking into any of the pitching i mean like i said gray's done a lot better but, I mean, Washington, I mean, the Braves have already won their game. That game took uh, a little over um, two hours and 20-some minutes. One of the fastest games ever to be played in the um, in the National League this, this year. I mean, the pitcher for um, Atlanta, <clears throat> um, he had a no-hitter there going in in the sixth inning there, and he gave it up. So Atlanta's playing at uh, the Braves. They're playing a high level this year. And Washington, there's <laughs> they're still, they're still a game to have back, and they got to battle the Yankees. So a lot to look out for in that game. Roster batters with confidence and um, definitely pitching with caution in that game. Uh, we move on to the Colorado and Philly game. Tyler Anderson's on the mound, lefty. 
All right, they're playing in Philly, predominantly a uh, pitcher's park. You know, um, Philly, they did um, come off of um, a win. They're winners of their last two. They're trying to get back on track. They had a little bit of rough start, I mean, ending the May there. Um, they're having four games over 500, three and a half games back of Atlanta. As great as Atlanta been playing, uh, Philly, they're only three and a half games back. So they're still, still right there in contention. Um, and they got Colorado to deal with. So they played very good at home. We saw Nola pick up the win yesterday, um, 21 and 11 at home is Philly. Um, we got Pavetta on the mound. You know, Pavetta, when he's, when he's on, he has control. He can be dominant. He can get strikeouts. Um, and that's something that the Colorado Rockies do struggle with. Um, again, we don't want to take, um, we don't want to take Colorado for granted. Um, <clears throat> at the moment, they've kind of slid back. They're losers, losers of their lost five. Um, again, um, they were at the top of the division there at the end of May. Now Arizona has picked up their slack, and they're out front running. Dodgers is playing a little bit better. They're 8-2 in their last 10. Arizona's 8-2 in their last 10. Um, they are losing currently to Pittsburgh. So this is an important game for Colorado to try to pick up, try to get out that loss of five column and get a win. Um, who are they going to send on the mound? I'm liking Pavetta at the moment. Um, they got Tyler Anderson. He's a high ERA, 4.81. Uh, what we want to look at out of this lefty is his um, ability to pitch on the road. And um, right now his whip is 1.22 on the road. Um he's starting more games on the road. Eight games started. He's undefeated, two and oh. So he has something to fight for, trying to keep that undefeated record there. Uh earn runs is kinda high though. He got twenty earned runs and thirty nine innings pitched. So he's almost giving up an earned run like for every other inning he pitches. Um the long ball is in his pedigree. Um he does have a decent amount of strikeouts, fifty eight on the season. So um, out of out of the thirteen games he started, he has fifty eight strikeouts. So um, <clears throat> his ERA on the road is four point five eight. So the numbers are saying definitely to expect some runs to be scored by Philly. Um, the guys in Vegas at an eight point five over under, they are still favoring Philly on the money line minus one minus one twenty five. 58% is still close because they know Colorado definitely has a lot to play for. It's a 58% consensus for Philly and 42% for Colorado. So let's look at some of the big names where people are definitely going to probably jump out after in this game. Um, as for the hitters, I want to primarily just focus on the top of the order. Um, I did give out some info on LeMayu, and he did get some production um, in the last game they played. Um, Black man, he only got five. Still hasn't had, a like, a really, really big, big breakout game. If they're going to win this game, I will definitely put out there on the line that Blackman will have to show up today. Definitely one of the um, left-handers in this lineup um, going up against Pavetta. And let's see if we can pull up. Um, let's do a little stat real quick. And while I do that, <clears throat> let's just go ahead and just look at his splits. Corner or DraftKings has said, I mean, he has five at bats and 
one game against these guys. And, you know, he has the one double. Not a lot of metrics there. Uh, we are looking. We are looking forward to a. Um, <clears throat> we are looking forward to a multi-hit game out of him today. Um, it's gonna be very important for him to go out there and establish himself at the top of that order and try to get even uh, Arenado something to um, something to work with. You know, if you can get somebody on base, that'll make it hard for for the pitcher for um, Philly Pavetta to to pitch around him. Uh, right now. Again, he's always going to be pretty good. He's normally his career average is point three oh three, so he's bad on his career average this year. Um, the thirty one RBIs again can 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 be contributed to him primarily bad at the top of the lineup. Um, again, it's still not a lot of bats to go for right now. Um, uh, in Coors Field. And um, he's, again, he's on the he's on the he's on the road. He's on the road right now. So um, right now, I mean, his OPS is point eight seven six. He only has one home run in June. Um, I mean, it's approaching after after like the first week of June right now. So he does have a couple triples um, away. I mean, point nine three zero on the road. His slugging is point five six six. Um, out of his 13 home runs, this is what I want to get to. 11 of his 13 home runs on the road. So um, definitely, if he's going to have a breakout game, and um, he hasn't been hitting very good at home, he's been doing more on the road, and this is a very important game for them. I'm really fo- focusing on him. I, I mean, they don't really let up on his salary on DraftKings. I mean, he's at 5300. Uh, it's 5100 on the 12, 5800 on the 10. So his being is went down. Um, he had a high metric of 5800 for the week so far, and it's went down by 500. So this is a good time to try to buy him and get him in your lineup. Um, <clears throat> again, um, Pavetta, right-hander. Um, you got Cargo right there behind Arenado. Um, you know, definitely he's somebody you want to look at from a left-handed standpoint. Uh, I do like LeMahieu once again at the top of the lineup, even though he's a right-hander. Um, Story could definitely bounce back. I mean, this is a game if you want to take a Colorado stack. Um, I don't blame you. I really don't. I mean, um, they already scoreboard watching. They know they can make up some ground. Um, Pavetta has a 3.76 ERA. Um, hasn't had a start against him once again. Um, he doesn't, he's kind of half and half with the home run ball, but in his last four games, he's only given up one home run. So that's not something he really does very often. Um, he can get you about an average of five to seven strikeouts. So, um, he's going to be hungry. He's lost his last three games. Um, he's 0-1 against Chicago. He's, uh, he's, um... He lost against San Francisco, lost against Toronto. Um, the last time he picked up a win was back on May 21st, and that was against the Braves. So he did pitch his last two games on the road. He's back at home, and he pitches wonderful at home. Um, he's 3-2 and two at home and 1-3 and three on the road. He's only given up two home runs out of the six at home. 
and he has a point nine eight whip at home. Again, it's a pitcher's part by nature, and uh, it's a two point two zero ERA at home. So the guy's doing his business. He just needs to get a little bit of run support when he's out there. So um, again, with his ability, that I can see exactly why the the, the um, over under is eight point five. They're looking into how he pitches at home. The pitcher's park. Colorado has been slumping, so don't expect too much fireworks, but, you know, you can get some fireworks probably out of two or three players. Um, I do like Blackman once again. Um, anybody for Philly, you might want to ask. So, um, you saw Kingery surprised me the other day. He went deep, and um, actually they've moved him up to the third spot in the lineup. Interesting. He has a cheap salary there, 3200 and he's been between uh, Reese Hoskins and Carlos Santana. Hey, he can go out and do it again. I mean, why not? Um, I would definitely, for that 3200 I would definitely take a shot with him. Um, Reese Hoskins, again, he's at that 4000 clip. Um, let's kind of look at a little bit of what he has going on before we move on from this game. And definitely got to look at Hoskins because he has the power right there. He's batting um, 222 in the month of June. He does have that one homer he got when he came off the disabled list. Um, in the nine at-bats, he has two. Um, in the um, National League, um, going against the National League, he um, has 38 hits out of the 158 at-bats in the National League. Um, he's batting 241 when he plays versus the National League. Uh, versus Colorado, not much. Just two at bats. He has two walks and scored a run. So he's holding his own. Not really much to look into in the in there, but he is someone that definitely, um, if you're looking at that Philly team, um, the middle of that order, maybe want to go the contrarian against some other big names. He is someone that can go out and definitely um, score some runs for you. Um, once again, um, the top of the order now, Cesar Hernandez. He's batting right-handed. So I do want to look at that. Um, he's he's kind of a sneaky player at times, and um, you do want to definitely take a look at that. Let's see how um, his career against Anderson. He's done very good. He's nine at bats, he has six hits, one of them being a double, point six six seven average. Um, he's doing pretty decent in June, batting point um, two four three, no home runs, um, but he has some good metrics against Anderson. So, um, against um, left-handed um, pitching, his slugging goes down a little bit. His OPS, not by much. Um, his OBP is pretty good. So, he's pretty consistent from both sides. We we do know his power side is actually um, <clears throat> the left side. Uh, he has seven home runs against right-handed pitchers and none against lefties. So, he has more power, as I already knew, from the left side. Um at home, he's been better, 0.271. His OPS is about the same away and home. Not much difference there. But he does have a little slight better average um, at 0.271. Um, you know, his average on the year is 0.264. Um, and he's he's a speedster. Um, he has six stolen bases at home and four away. Uh, he's more aggressive on the bases at home. He has been caught stealing twice. But a very aggressive guy to play. Again, very disciplined. Um, if you, you want to buy him, they got him at 3900 He's under 4000 
Um, he's definitely somebody that um, could make a little noise tonight, especially if he gets on base. So I will say definitely an important game for Colorado. Um, I think Pavetta is going to command a little respect up there. Um, I do see him probably giving up a few runs. Um, I think Colorado will try to bounce back, give him some time. Um, to you know, they're gonna give themselves some time to really make him pitch the ball today. Uh, I think it's gonna start with the top of their lineup and that hard to order. Um, Philly, they're gonna try to go behind their pitching. Um, probably line some of their their um their guys at the top of the order too. So you um don't have um Herrera in the lineup. Um, that may cause um uh, maybe Franco to be a little bit more um aggressive if he gets some opportunities down there to bomb the order. His salary has dri- dropped tremendously. Franco is somebody I used to really um really like there, but he's entrenched down there to bomb that order now. And um really don't know what his identity is. Um he's banned six. Doesn't have any metrics against him. Quietly has eight home runs on the year. He hasn't done anything the last three games he started. All donuts. So it doesn't have a lot of bats. They only had one at bat on the ninth against Milwaukee, and then two on the seventh against Chicago, and then two on the sixth against Chicago. Again, nothing. Uh, only struck out once in those um, five at bats, but he'd be looking to get back on board today. So as for offense, don't see it like really being a, a big, big offensive game. I'm kind of with the covers. With an 8 over under there, uh, but it can be um, a game where it will be kind of fought. Just like we saw in the Chicago series today, I think it's going to be kind of hard fought. Um, a little dueling on the mound there. So um, <clears throat> leave it up to the veterans and the superstars to make, to make the decision in that game. All right, so yeah, Minnesota and Detroit, another 7 10 game. Sad news that Cabrera, Miggy is out for the season. I was looking for him to bounce back from his injuries, and then he had his um, bicep tendon torn. So, season-ending injury for um, Cabrera. Not good news for Detroit fans. Um, we got Matthew Boyd on the mound and Jose Barrios. As we know, Jose Barrios has really turned it around um, in his last few games. Uh, he has 11,200 clip. So it's definitely something. <laughs> definitely something in the computer showing a big um, spike in his productivity. Uh, it's 3.66 ERA. He's gotten that down. He has a winning record now at 7-5. Um, he's been winners of his three out of his last four. Uh, almost being Seattle. In Seattle, his only loss in his last four starts. But he's been getting a lot of run support. Seven on the 7th of June against his White Sox, and another 7 against Cleveland. And he pitched very wonderful against the White Sox, 39.2 fancy points, had 10 strikeouts, only gave up two earned runs. So anytime you see him going under his ERA of 3.66, he's dangerous. When when he can stay under that ERA and get you multiple strikeouts of 7 to 10, you're going to get money. You're going to be banked. And um, definitely, as I always appreciate, when Miggy is not in that lineup for Detroit, it looks like a whole different lineup right now. I mean, it's a lot less to fear. They got um, Jaime Candelario band third behind Cassiano now. They got to move Victor Martinez up in the cleanup. And he hasn't looked very comfortable up there in the lineup. He's been swinging through a lot of pitches. His power is not where he used to be. 
Um, he's a switch hitter, and he does hit better from the left-hand side. You know, cheap, cheap salary for Victor Martinez for someone batting in the cleanup position. Um, but he does still have a tough assignment against Jose, who has a lot of good spin ratio and a great command of his fastball. So, um, I'm before I even look at covers, I can already kind of tell that um, Detroit's going to be a, a underdog. They are at plus one thirty-five. It's an eight and a half over under. I was definitely contributed probably most of those runs from Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> as for the lineup, the top of that order is killer, man. I mean, with, with the matchup against Boyd, you got Dozier, Rosario, um, Escobar. Rosario won the lead in, in batting average. You got Sanu, um, you know, Robbie Grossman. We saw Ad, Ad, Adriana, Adrianza had a um, very good game the other night. Um um, I definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely see some fireworks there. I mean, had Andreas had a grand slam, and um, Tuesday win against them at three hits. So you just never know who's going to be the pop up guy, um, in that Minnesota lineup. Um, if the other guys, are the for sure names everybody know doesn't produce, next thing you got somebody at the bottom of the order for them, picking up the slack. So. I mean, <clears throat> they're they're five games back of Cleveland. They're winners of their last two, Minnesota. Uh, they're trying to increase that record on the road now, right now. They're twelve and seventeen. They get that up a little bit, start playing a little bit on the road. They can definitely be someone to watch. They're five hundred at home, so um, definitely look out for Minnesota. This is another winnable game. This is a game they have one of their aces on the mound. They should definitely take care, take advantage of that. Um, you know, Dozier's at the top of the lineup. He didn't do anything yesterday. Had a pretty tough eye for it. Bats. He struck out once. Uh, he's going through a little slump right now. He does have an opportunity to turn it around. So you can definitely roster him with confidence that he can get back on the positive side of things. Um, uh, right now, uh, Matthew Boyd, seventy-three hundred is kind of at mid mid-range tier for salary. Um, he's at at five hundred now. He's four and four. Um, he has one game pitched against Minnesota, four innings, and gave up two earned runs. Um, in that game, he only had two fancy points. So, uh, again, Detroit's pitching situation is a little shaky right now. Um, as for him pitching at home. Uh, his whip is much better at home. In the six games, he's three and one. Um, in the thirty-six innings he's pitched, he's given up ten earned runs. Um, identical strikeouts as twenty-seven and twenty-seven from home and away. So he's averaging about seventeen point four fantasy points at home versus thirteen point two on the road. Um, he had some shortcomings here. He had nine fantasy points against a weak Toronto team. Um, and two against Minnesota, once again in Minnesota. So he's at home. Uh, we'll have to see what kind of Matthew Boyd we get. Uh, he is a left-hander, and um, he's going to get some pretty good right-handers in this lineup with um, Andrianza, Sano, Escobar, Dozier, uh, even Robert Grossman. We don't want to take advantage. We don't want to take him for granted. So um, I don't really see too much noise. Um, being made on the Detroit end, um, the bombing lineup looks pretty weak uh, with, with Goodrum and Grainer. I mean, we do have to look out for Iglesias. He is hitting a lot better this year. Um, but again, um, 
<clears throat> let's go ahead and do some confirmation for our fans out there. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go and look at um Barrios and see how he does against right-handed. So his whip is very good in June. He's scoring a .80 whip in June. Um, in the 15 innings pitch, he can do a little bit better. He's giving up six earned runs, um, 11 hits. So he's giving up less hits per inning at the moment. Um, you know, let's look at his uh, versus right-handers. So out of um, 10 home runs showing here, he's giving up more towards right. Um is by pretty much identical versus left. He had 152 at bats versus left, 155 at bats versus right. And um, he's giving up more home runs to the right side, six. Um, he has a .206 average uh, versus a .204 average for lefty. So not a big discrepancy there. Um, the OPS is slightly more. Really, it's pretty neutral. Not a really big distinct factor from left to righty, except for he's giving up a little bit more home runs versus righties. A lot of that could be due to some of the competitions he has to go against. Um, in his 10-game log, he's had Cleveland. He had Seattle. Um, had the White Sox. He handled them. But then he had Cleveland and Seattle, two tough teams. He had two home runs given up in that game. He did get the win against Cleveland. And then he had um, St. Louis, who he dominated, Detroit, who he dominated, Anaheim he had a little bit of issue with. He gave up two home Of course, he got Trout and those guys in that lineup. So, and then he had the Yankees. So, he had some pretty the teams that gave him trouble. Um, you can kind of see why. They're good hitting offensive teams. Definitely Minnesota all the way. Definitely you can roster some bats out of Minnesota. I kind of went through that. Don't really like anybody in that Detroit um, order. Um, if you do want to fly, I will be consistent. Um, I mean, we all know Cassiano is pretty much um, a, a very well-known commodity right now. Uh, I don't really know how well he's been doing. He hasn't been making too much of a buzz lately. Um Right now, you know, he had four bats, uh, two fancy points in the first game. Um, didn't do anything against that last game in Cleveland when Detroit played. Hasn't really had a big outing in a while, you know. With Mickey being out of that lineup, that's going to kind of hurt him. Um, still batting over 300. Uh, still looking for a home run in his last seven games. Haven't went deep. Um Let's go ahead and do that because, I mean, we do want to find out as much relative information. Is he worth the salary? Should, you know, should should our listeners even want to do that? He's banned 500 against Barrios and 10, 10 at-bats. He has five hits, scored a run, four RBIs, and a home run. So, very good metric against Barrios. So, if you like him and, you know, as much as I respect his hidden capabilities, he's definitely somebody you could roster. But then with him knowing that, it's not really too much of a, a power factor in that lineup. And they may pitch around him. Uh, he does very good against right-handers. Uh, he kills left-handers. But uh, his metrics versus right-handers is not bad. Uh, he has more home runs versus right-hand pitching than left. Four. He has three triples against right-handers. So uh, at home, uh, that's pretty good at home also. So all the metrics for Castellano are showing up. Showing a thumbs up. So I want to give you a little relative information there about somebody you could possibly roster if you want to take somebody out of that lineup. Um, Linus Martin is a left-hander. 
Um, he hasn't done much against them. Low um, OVP, low slugging. I don't really like anything I see. He has nine homers on the year. Um, if you want to do a one-two combo and pick those two guys up the top against Burials as a contrarian play, go for it. You definitely will probably move up a lot in the contest. A lot of people are not going to probably test Burials because he has a high high um, salary today. But um, I do like those two batters at the top of the order for Detroit. All right. So, um, again, not really particularly caring for Boyd. do like Burials. Um, Pavetta, you could roster him, but then do that with caution. Um, don't really like any of the pitchers out at Washington in the New York game, like all the bats in that game. Um, let's go to, on to the San Francisco Miami game, another 7 10 matchup. Um, basically, um, we got Suarez on the mound against Callis Smith. Callis Smith has been pretty good. I mean, I've, I've watched him pitch um, a few times this year, and he does um, do a good job of um, pitching on both sides of the plate. Uh, his ERA is under four at uh, 3.70. So that's very important. He's not in the high fours. Um, against San Diego, a team he should have dominated. He did. He was 4-0. Uh, result in that game, he picked up the win. Out of his last four games, he's picked up three out of his last four games, dropping one on the road against Arizona. And in those three out of four wins, he was in double digits in fantasy points. So that's 22.4 for San Diego, 22.8 against San Diego. You got the look of the draw at San Diego in two out of his last three starts. So he did what he was supposed to do. He got um, five strikeouts on the last start against San Diego and then four when he would play it in San Diego. So not a big strikeout pitcher from time to time, but on average he can get you five to seven on average against the right team. Um, he will be tested today against San Francisco. He hasn't pitched against them all year. Um, right now, uh, let's look at something real quick. San Francisco, I don't believe they um they won that game. They didn't. They lost their last two games. That dropped them one game on the 500 now, and that's not a look good. That's not a good look with the Dodgers heating up, and Dodgers got a really good easy test on the West Coast right now. Um, they got lucky by running into Bartolo Colon again last night, but and the young rookie he pitched about three innings for the Dodgers last night. He didn't look too comfortable, but he was able to get some run support and. And um, pretty much keep them in the winning positive of things. The bullpen came in and took over for the Dodgers, and they finished them off 12 to 5. So, uh, San Francisco, this is a game they really need to try to win. I told everybody yesterday the Miami game was tricky. Uh, they didn't really want to rule them out. Uh, they've been trying to play a little bit better with a little bit better offense. Um, if you did take Miami yesterday in that game, you definitely. Um, uh, got the fruits of the results out of that. They're favored today. They're minus 104 on the money line. San Francisco um, is still a consensus of 58%, and Miami 42%. So, um, very interesting game. They're not going to give away that money that you won last night if you were the Marlins fan <laughs> going against San Francisco. So, very interesting game for people who maybe want to take a chance or to redeem themselves. Um, Oh, man, I, I can't. I don't know how to even explain it. But you got Suarez out there, lefty. High ERA, 5.06 ERA. That's a red flag. 
Um, didn't do very well against Washington. That's Washington, of course. Gave up a home run, four home runs. He only went 4.1 innings on the road. Again, he is finding himself on the road again, and his metrics is not that good on the road. His batting average versus the teams of .340 batting average, 6.75 ERA. Gives up the long ball. He's 1-2 and two on the road, 22 innings pitch, giving up four home runs. So it's like he's giving up pretty much like a home run almost every game he pitches. You can pretty much bank on that. Um... Very important uh, to see how that is. Um, they got Castro at the top of the lineup. They're going to probably try to get him going. He's been kind of off and on here lately. Uh, we want to definitely look into that. Let's look into that whole thing and what they're trying to do. I want to definitely look into the Castro situation. That's a very, very intriguing move on Miami's part. And the first thing I'm going to look at... Um, Again, you know, I mean, in the month of June, he's not doing bad. He has 44 bats. He's been um, 295. He got six doubles, no homers. Well, well, let's look at his splits. Well, how does he do when he's leading off, right? So when he's actually batting first, uh, his OPS is, is higher than the other average. Um, it's .795 and 40 at-bats. He has 11 hits. Pretty decent average, pretty decent slugging at point four two five. So they're moving him around. Um it should be very interesting to see what he do. You can definitely give him a shot. I mean, um he hasn't um stolen a base in a while. That's one thing I look at for my leadoff um position guy. So um very interesting to see that move. He had two hits in the last game. He drove in a run, had eight fancy points. Um, he is capable of getting double digits, but he has to be in the right position. So, um, you know, this pitcher being a lefty on the mound, um, definitely interesting to see how they're going to start off in that first inning. We also look at um, JT Riomuto, a very popular player amongst fantasy players. Um, in the month of June, he's batting 256, 10 hits and 39 at bats. He has a homer, has a triple, has four doubles. Um, doing his thing, has pretty decent consistency. He's banned 300 for the year, has seven homers. Not too many RBIs due to who he's playing with. And um, <clears throat> at home, um, he has a 500 slugging average at home on .844. Um, OPS, pretty good numbers there. Um, as far as homers, he has four on the road and three at home. Um, not bad. Um, as for his RBIs, he does a little bit better. 14 on the road and 8 um, there at home. Probably because the Marlins Park is a, is a pitcher's park. Uh, I want to definitely keep that into consideration. He's doing very good against San Francisco. He has a homer, a double, and an 8 at bats. He has 4 hits. So he's doing his thing. He's doing his part. I can definitely, as I'm crunching these numbers, you can kind of see why Miami is favored. They're important hitters, um, are doing very good. They got Brian Anderson there, um, the speedster there, that's um, batting second. He uh, can have some problems, man, in that top order. They're looking to really run him out of the park there with those top four. Got a lot of speed there with Castro, Anderson, and Mabin. And then they come behind with the power with the lefty with Bohr. So um, <clears throat> I always kind of put Bohr out there. Uh, when I am diagnosing Miami, you know, I kind of bring his name up from time to time. So, um, uh, let's look at something real quick. Let's look at Miami. 
see if I can bring this back in. Computer run a little bit slow right now. So we'll come back to that. We'll just go back over here. So alright, so Ben Fifth. Um he got ten homers on the year. I mean that's what he's known for in that lineup is his power. Not a fast guy. He's a first baseman. Uh, hasn't had double digits um, in the last four, uh, about four games. Still looking for that home run ball. Hey, man, I, I like Miami in this game, man. Honestly, I really do. I'm like, I just got that feeling about them. We got McCutcheon there in the third spot again. Kind of cooled off a little bit. But, um, again, uh, kind of he kind of goes in, in his little droughts. And then he's like... Uh, oasis for some other people so um again he's a right-hander um again San Francisco is going to be battling for something um Callie Smith there um is a lefty so uh very interesting matchup between him and McCutcheon um for you San Francisco fans out there so um I'm not going to completely write them off um, the over-under is 7.5. They're not expecting a lot of runs in this game. So, it's going to be kind of interesting. That's a very low over-under. Um, but, again, it's a pitcher's park. And both the pitchers um, are not bad. Um, but uh, they're pretty decent, you know. But I can kind of see how they're going with that over-under in that game. So, definitely, I like Miami in that matchup. I don't really see too much noise out of San Francisco. Um, you know, they turn to some of their power hitters, you know, to go against a lefty Crawford, Hundley, and Austin Jackson. I mean, Gorky's Hernandez can be a surprise from time to time. There are some sneaky plays in here. Yeah, again, there are not a lot of household names up and down either of these lineups, but um, there is cause for concern with Suarez going up against the right-handers. Miguel Rojas, I've seen him go off against lefties. Um, it's, I think this is definitely a sneaky game for Miami. This might be one of those games where you see the box score and they got all seven and a half runs. So, um, Kyle Smith is going to have his little his little issues with Posey and McCutcheon, of course, and Longoria. Um, they're going to be looking to get a lot of production from that. And, I mean, even Austin Jackson, you got to keep him off base. He is fast. He is a speedster. Um, he can't steal bases. He's not a uh, power hitter, but he can make good contact. Might put a bunt down every once in a while. So, very strategic game. I do agree with the um, the low scoring of that game, but I'm giving a nod to Miami. Um, you can roster probably if you if you disagree with me and you see San Francisco being, you know, the more veteran team and the team who has more to play for. I would definitely go with the veterans. I would take panic and. Posey and McCutcheon. I mean, you can roster that top five and, and do a giant stack if you want to, but I'll definitely still proceed with caution because Cal Smith is he's not a bad pitcher at all. I mean, he, he does definitely have um, good stuff, and, um, and Vegas um, actually sees the same thing that I see. So proceed with caution in that game with some of the bats. Going forward, we got um, Cleveland <clears throat> and the White Sox, the Indians against Chicago White Sox. Got Dylan Colby, $5,500 salary. Um, Bauer, $11,500. Um, when I did first put my eyes on this game, um, I was kind of like um, 
about $11,500, right? So, I mean, anytime you get somebody that 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 price, I mean, you definitely got to get at least times three, whatever their salary is, 11000 you know, you got to get you at least 35 or more fancy points at that salary. Um, can he do it against the White Sox? He hasn't had um, an outing against them. Oh, he's on the road. And let's look at that. He's actually pitching been on the road. A whip and slightly better, 1.12. Band average at 0.213. ERA, impressive, 2.17. Um, the five home runs shown here. Um, he's giving up two on the road and three at home. So um, he's pitching a little bit more on the road, 45 versus 40 innings. Um, and he's 500 on the road, three and three on the road. And two and one at home. Uh, he's heavy favorite in this game. Um probably probably do if he gets the thing about Bar, if he gets run support, he pitches a lot better when he has run support when the team gives him um run support. They are plus one seventy underdogs on the money line of White Sox, seventy five percent consensus for Cleveland winning this game versus twenty five percent for the White Sox. So um I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this game. Um, don't really have a lot of confidence in Dylan Covey, even though he has a 2.22 ERA. He did do some some good work against Boston and Milwaukee, but Cleveland pretty much did a did a good job. They got five hits in the 4.1 innings. Um, in Cleveland, got two run runs. Um, they scored uh, five runs in that game. So, um, I I think he's gonna end up having a similar a lot of same similar results. Um, Cleveland can't really afford to to lose to an underachieving team today. It just wouldn't, it just wouldn't wouldn't look good on them. Uh, you know, this is a game that uh, a, a veteran team like this should come out and win. They lost that last game. They have five hundred right now, five and five in their last ten. Minnesota has their ace on the mound. Um, again, you know, they can definitely um, continue to. Uh, make sure they keep pace with them for that five games they have. Um, I, I, I really don't want to write a bad story about them tomorrow. They definitely need to come out and take care of business with Bauer on the mound. So um, getting into some of the 8 to 10 o'clock games, got Luke Weaver on the mound for St. Louis, Eric Lauer on the mound for San Diego, uh, high ERA for Lauer once again. Um, you know, St. Louis tore him up last time. <laughs> uh, he only went 2.1 innings, gave us six earned runs. Not a very good metric here. Uh, he has some negative fancy point performances. Uh, one against uh, Miami, and then another one against against St. Louis. Um, he had some bright spots here and there, um, but you know. Just a lot of high ERA and 23 innings pitch on the road. You know, 17 earned runs. Um, 15 innings pitched at home, 12 runs. The guy just definitely cannot um, command any consistency right now. A uh, big part of the problem that he walks, has seven walks on the road against Miami. I mean, you can't walk batters in this league. They're going to hurt you. And then you cover that with some home runs from power teams, you're really going to get screwed over. So uh, he's a lefty. St. Louis actually been playing pretty decent baseball. Um, they had a hiccup when Carlos Martinez was on the mound a few days ago, but um, 
They got to continue to keep pace with Milwaukee. Uh, they're three and a half games back. They need to continue to keep ground on the Cubs while they're struggling at the moment. So, uh, I like St. Louis there. I definitely do. Um, Luke Weaver has a high ERA also, 4.35. Um, he did do pretty good against them. He did pick up the win against them. He's 1-0. Uh, he went five innings, uh, enough to earn a win. He only walked one batter, had four strikeouts, had 20.3 fancy points. A right-hander going against that team. Um, his salary is 7700 pretty much where it should probably be going against a team that doesn't have much power outside of Villanueva and Hosmer. Um, he should be able to handle the left-handers just as long as he pitches around Hosmer and don't really walk Jankowski up there at the top of the order. But, um, again, this is a situation, you know, we would definitely pitch a lot more relaxed um, if they can jump out to a lead and give him some, some run support against Lauer. That's the key for Weaver right there. Um, that Cincinnati and Kansas City game, we will um, look at a couple things. Um, St. Louis is a heavy favorite again. They're minus 200 on the money line. So it's kind of hard to pick up anything with that if you've been for St. Louis. Again, a heavy favorite. Uh, Kansas City is an underdog. It's a high over-under. I will say Cincinnati game is an offensive output matchup. Um, I, I was talking about Gannett, the DP, on the phone earlier today. Um, just something about his matchup today I, I, I just I'm going to like. Um, they got on the right-hander Hamill on the mound. I'm liking Vado and Gannett right there in the middle of that lineup. I really like what they're doing there with the top four. I think Hamill, I mean, he's going he's gonna to have to really pitch his ass off to try to really combat what they're doing this lineup. Jesse Winkler. I've seen him have a walk-off um, home run before. Um, Suarez, this is definitely an offensive juggernaut here. Um, I like both leadoff hitters. I do like Whit Merrifield going up against Mile. Um, Salvador, I mean, Kansas City. Um, <clears throat> they're just a team you, just, you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Um, they do play a little bit better at home. Um, they're um, two and eight in their last ten, struggling just as bad as Baltimore. Um, they losers of their last two, and a par- primarily part as their pitching has not been very good this year. Um, I'm I'm liking Cincinnati's game. I'm not gonna really write up a lot of euphemism for Kansas City. They have to really come out and show um, uh, all the the daily fantasy community and the watchers of the game that they're ready to put a few wins together, but. It's hard-pressed to do that when your bullpen isn't that good and your aces aren't doing that well. And then you got Jason Hamill coming on the mound against a tough um, Reds lineup he's going to have to face today. Um, definitely a roster batters in this game. Um, you might be able to sneak Sal- Salvi and, and Mustakas, um, Soler, Merrifield. I like both, both sides of the top of the order, actually. Uh, I'm not going to give, like, a big hands appraisal for from Tyler Mile. I mean, his whip is not bad. I mean, it's 1.43, but uh, the RA is kind of concerning at 4.33. He hasn't really faced Kansas City this year. You know, he had no decision against Colorado. Um, had six strikeouts. Didn't give up a home run ball in his last three games. Uh, Kansas City is not really noted for their power, and he is pitching in a pitcher's park. So uh, all the flags, green flags, is for Cincinnati today. 
Um, I do see Miles staying in a positive. I don't really see him have a negative fantasy point performance. Um, I would pretty much bank that he will get you his average, even though he's under seven grand. Um, that doesn't show a good um, like uh, the computer's not showing a dominant performance for buying him. If you buy him, you buy the risk, and you hope that he really doubles his average. And he has had that a couple of times. I mean, he had two twenty-six fantasy point performances against Minnesota, and one against Minnesota, and one against Atlanta earlier in the season back in the end of April. So he is worth the risk, and I definitely like the run support he's um, most possible to get in the game. So we got Maeda coming back off an of injury, and Cole Hamels. Oh, that should be a very good duel there. I think Texas was. Yeah, very embarrassed. I watched that game with Cologne last night. And it was very embarrassing. I mean, the guy just has no movement on his pitches and no velocity on his fastball. It looked like basically batting practice for the Dodgers. I just don't know why he was actually in the game for that long. I probably would have pulled him after the second inning, but he went in there for another three, another inning and a half, and it was just a lot more of the same. Really put the ball club behind the eight ball. They did have a chance to actually win that game. I mean, it was a 3 to nothing lead, and then, you know, the rookie came back and gave up two runs, and then they brought, brought him back out on the mound, and then they put a seven spot up there on Texas, very deflating for the team. So, Maeda's coming off the hip injury he had earlier. It was a 10-day disabled list um, relief for him. Uh, I'm not really going to read too much into him. Uh, we know Texas is underachieving. And I know Hamels got beat up pretty bad against Houston his last game. I do kind of like his matchup, kind of isolating the lefties in that lineup. With uh, I will uh, let me just go ahead and look at the order. With um, they got Bellinger, his only lefty, so they're taking Jock Peterson out, um, and they got um, Austin Barnes hitting. So, um, no grand dial. So, they're going with more righties in that lineup, which um, does take a little bit of the power out in the lineup and helps Hamels a little bit. But um kind of looking forward to watching that game to see what Texas, um, the kind of mindset they come out with after the embarrassment they had last night um, with, with Cologne on the mound. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to really... Say that Hamels can't come out and dominate tonight. Um, I think it's a pretty even matchup right now. Not knowing what you're going to get out of Maeda. Um, he's a right-hander. I like Joey Gallo. Um, Beltre hit some pretty hard balls. We saw Sensu Chu go deep last night. So they're going to bring it. Um, Odor hit the ball pretty hard. Um, he's going to have his hands a little bit a little bit full tonight there. So um, you can definitely roster some some contrarian plays out of that Texas lineup, man. Um, we know we got the mighty Jared Cole on the mound, high salary, 13200 You know you're going to get strikeouts out of him. Um, you know, we saw um, uh, McCullough's run into the issue at Oakland last night, but the batter sure didn't hold up. I mean, the batter sure didn't hold up for Houston. I mean, they gave him some run support. Um, Gaddis did his thing, 3-1 home run. Um, if he gets a run support tonight, um, he owned them in the last one. Uh, in the two games he's pitched, um, he's had um, a 1.03 whip, 29.1 average fantasy points. So he's given up four earned runs. 
in the two games he started against them with um, a total of 21 strikeouts. So the guy's dominating right now. You're going to pay for him, but he's going to definitely, uh, with that lineup, just like um, Sale, I mean, today against Baltimore, he should definitely do his justice. Um, on the mound, uh, we'll go over a couple of little things real quick. Um, he got Blackburn on the mound for Oakland, a righty. We're going to have to pray for him. He's going against a ton, one of the elite teams that bring your runs in when they have runners on base. Um, again, he's a righty. So um, we'll see how it goes. All right. Good luck to you.